0: speaking this weekend on in everything. Say it with me, in. Say it one more time, in. Now say it like you mean it, in everything. I'd like you to turn to Luke chapter 17, and we're gonna hit it today. And by the way, all the scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Not a line is not inspired, and because it's inspired, the Holy Spirit makes it alive on this day. Hallelujah. Chapter 17, verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, Jesus is not out for his morning walk, although he is walking. He has been barred from Samaria, so now he is walking along the border of Samaria and Galilee, and Jesus was always on a mission, and his mission was not cars or motorcycles or boats. His mission was always people, and his mission was to touch every single person so that they could have his life, wholeness, and healing. So Jesus goes into this village and while he is in the village and he's walking down the road, 10 leprous guys start to scream out for help. Jesus does not walk on and ignore them and say, I'm sorry, I'm too busy, I have a meeting at nine o'clock. But Jesus is always sensitive to what is happening around him because he knows that he has been sent by the Father to the earth for people to set them free from the captivity of sickness, disease, and sin. And so the Bible says, as the guys are screaming, Jesus evidently turned his head and he saw them. And that's the beginning for all of us as we are now representing Jesus that we have to look around And we have to be able to see what Jesus sees and be able to minister to them on the earth right now. Because Jesus is in us, Jesus is available to minister life and healing through us and to do present-day miracles. But Jesus says this authoritative word of healing, he speaks it. It was an unusual way because rather than letting them be healed instantly, he actually gives them instructions to go. And we find this throughout the Bible that Jesus was often telling people what they needed to do in order to receive the miracle that he wanted to give them to the man with the withered hand he said pull push out your hand and he was always saying i want to incorporate you in the miracle and i want to activate your faith rather than just me having faith for your miracle Amen. and jesus says to them i want you to go show yourselves to the priest Now, the priests were those who were responsible for declaring leprous people cleansed. And when they came, uh, the priests had that authority to do that. And what Jesus was saying indirectly was that if you will do what I say, you will be healed on your way of obeying what I told you to do because what he was saying was you have to be a part of this miracle and you have to enter into obedience that's always the case where Jesus is calling us to obedience and he's trying to ignite faith in us so that we will go and we will begin to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and begin to hear what he is saying so that we be, can move into a miraculous life. Jesus never intended us to live a boring routine, an insignificant life. We have been called to work, to walk in the supernatural, to live in the supernatural, and to see awesome things begin to happen. Hallelujah. 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 So it was important that they had to go. Go is an action verb, as you know, and it depicts movement. Now, it's interesting that these men are all taking hold of the word that Jesus spoke to them because he said go with a clear authoritative spoken word of healing that when they got to the priest they would be healed so we want to commend the ten men here because they began to walk but it was not a physical walk only it was a walk of faith and they were walking towards their miracle hallelujah nothing better than walking in the plan of God headed for a miracle. I believe we should be headed to a miracle every single day when we get up that there should be no services here that miracles do not happen. The blind see, the lame walk, the miraculous deliverance of God. The depressed come in and they leave and they have coffee at the cafe because they've been set free. Jesus has set them free and the word of God ignites a passion and power inside of us and we know that Jesus Is here and he is present and he is working among us. Now, I don't know, I don't know whether this was happening and it may have happened. It could have been as they were walking, they actually were thanking God in advance for the miracle that was going to happen. Because often we have to thank him in advance, put our ask on hold and begin to say thank you God I declare that I am healed I thank you because in everything give thanks I thank you my marriage is restored I thank you that my son and daughter they come back to Christ I thank you that I walk in divine health I thank you that I have joy unspeakable and I'm full of glory. I thank you that I'm healthy. I thank you that when I go out in the morning, I'm blessed. And when I come back and I open the door to my house and I enter into my house, I am blessed. Hallelujah. We need to understand more about giving thanks constantly and every day about what we are believing for and speak it out. When we say thanks, in essence, we are humbling ourselves. When we say thanks to the Lord, we're humbling ourselves and we're saying how great he is. We're exalting the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's why the Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Give thanks. You can't say those two words and frown or look sad. When you say to someone, hey, thank you for saving me a parking space. Thank you for the gift you sent me. Thank you for that note that I got in the mail until thank you becomes a part of our hearts and our vocabulary and our gratitude is not only in our heart but our gratitude is in our mouth and also in our actions. I wonder what a revolution would happen if we we're able to put into our families and our homes and our relationships more thank yous. Lord, I thank you for my wife. That's good. Write her a note, text her a note, and take her on a date. That's even better. I thank you, Lord, for my parents. All right, make your bed, clear the dishes, and sweep the floor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In everything, give thanks. Now, we have to thank him in advance because we are bringing deliverance to those who are bound. We are the deliverers. Friday night, I was on a mission down to the store, went into the pharmacy, and I was standing there and I looked to my right, and there was a woman over there, a girl. And the Lord said, I want you to pray for that girl. I thought, really? So I went over, checked my blood pressure there, as I always do in the drugstore. And then I got up, not following what the Lord told me. And I walked off, and the girl said to me, where did you get those tennis shoes? And I turned around, and I walked back towards her. And I said, I don't know. My wife buys my clothes and is always trying to upgrade me. And then she was sitting on a chair. And I thought, that must be the introduction. And I went over to her. She's in the chair. And I stood there, and I said, when I walked in a minute ago, I felt impressed that I was to pray for you. Then I got close, as I do. And I said, you look very troubled. What's happening? She started to cry. She said, I'm having a really bad day. And then there was a pause. And then she said, I'm on heroin. She's about the age of Jackie, our daughter. And then she did this, and I, I don't see this very often in our church. She put out her arm like this, and she had all these marks, and she said, I, I took some heroin today. I said, where did you do that? And she said, right there. She's sobbing, and now I know why I'm at the pharmacy. I'm at the pharmacy to be like Jesus walking on the border of Samaria and Galilee. Because the issue was not why I was there. It was for this girl, Tracy. I put my arm around her, and I said, what you need is Jesus. She's sobbing, and I said, we're gonna help you, and you're gonna get out of this in the name of Jesus. And I say, you need to invite Christ into your life. And I gave the altar call. And I prayed the prayer. You know that prayer we pray here? You all could say that prayer. And I'm going to call you up to give the prayer one week. And I gave that prayer. She's sobbing. She invited Christ into her life. I get Jerry Jordan on the phone because she's a deliverer. She uh, rescues girls from drugs, and she's on the phone, and she says, and they have a long talk, and then, and see, that's, that's, this pattern here of Jesus on the walk is a model for us to be on the walk, and always on the lookout for who needs to have life, and have direction, and see the hand of God working inside of their lives. Hallelujah. Someone say amen, amen. The Holy Spirit gave me this thought that the Lord is always giving us another reason to give thanks. There's something that happens when we raise our hand in the middle of chaos, (laughs) in the middle of the darkest hour, and we raise our hand in faith and say, thank God you are with me. Thank God you will never leave me nor forsake me. Thank you, you're a present help in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. Who else can we turn to but our Jesus. Who else can pick us up, can direct our ways, and lead us into the miracle that God has for us? I focused on this word, go. And I wonder if we're more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, the Lord might say, I want you to go to the altar and stand there and declare your healing. And maybe as you walk down the aisle, like they were walking to the priest, you're healed before you hit the altar. And sometimes it's going to someone that you know, and the Holy Spirit says, you ask them to pray for you. Part of the miracle is our decision to go and do and obey what he says. Because he's trying to do a bigger miracle in the middle of our miracle so that his will is becoming bigger and bigger in execution in our lives. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He wants to do immeasurably more than we can ask or think according to the power that is within us. And I'm believing that this revival that we are in will see a movement of the Holy Spirit, not only here, but in our lives individually and personally. And notice the Bible says in verse 14, when he saw them... He said, go, show yourself to the priest. And say that next line with me. And as they went, say it again. And say it louder. And as they went, say it again. Isn't it amazing? Jesus didn't heal them right there. It was as they went. As they went can imagine they're walking, and the man says, oh, my Jesus, I don't have any leprosy on my right arm. And he gets down to the next brook, and he said, oh, got my left arm healed. Oh, my goodness, I'm walking straight. My legs are good. I wonder how many times when we're walking in faith, that we are being healed as we go so that you leave here this morning and you go out here and fellowship and hang out and love people and then you get in your car I wonder how much healing can go from the lobby to your car and maybe you're being healed all the way home in your car and I I I like to stay in the presence of the Lord as much as I can because I want to get healed every day because our hearts have to be healed and God wants us to do, see, great and mighty things happen. Hallelujah. Is everybody here? Now, notice the Bible says, one of them, no name, verse 15... When he saw he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. Sometimes there's a reason to be loud. (laughs) Kids are loud all the time. God help us. But we need more believers who are loud. Loud in our praise. And that's either before the manifestation of the miracle or after. Either one. This man knew the source of his healing. He went back to the source. And the Bible says he threw himself at Jesus' feet, verse 16. And thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Now, most of the time when we read this, we're pretty much down on these nine guys. And probably a good part of the time, we're the nine. Where God is doing something, and we're happy in our heart, but we don't thank him. We thank Him every time when we take an offering here or tithes. We thank Him for all He's done. Every time we lift our hands and we're praising Him, we're thanking Him. Every time we come to the altar and lift our hands, we're thanking Him. Because the Bible says in Psalm 107, verse 1 and 2, give thanks. Read it with me, verse 1 and 2. Give thanks to the Lord... For he is good, his love endures forever. Verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those who redeem from the hand. In this passage, they're talking about their deliverance and how God brought them out of captivity into freedom. But don't forget that everyone that has come to Jesus has a story. And what we have to do is tell our story. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, the Bible says that he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son, Jesus. And the Bible says he has redeemed us or set us free and forgiven our, our sins. We cannot allow the enemy to cause us to live in our past life. And when you tell your story, it becomes faith to yourself of what God said and what God did. You may be here in this meeting, won't have you stand. There's some here you were on drugs, some here on alcohol. But the biggest thing of all of us was not drugs or alcohol, our biggest deal, your deal and my deal before Christ was we were all about ourselves and our life and the plans we have and what we want and what we're going to do and what we're going to achieve. And Jesus came and saved us from ourselves. And he said to us, I have a better way. And it is a life-giving way that will bring you purpose and meaning. And we have to tell our stories. We have to write out our stories. This is what my life was like before Christ. This is how I came to Jesus. My friend over a restaurant, he invited me to come. And I came and I received the Lord. And now... This is my afterlife. This is the new life I have in Christ. I was a tremendously good sinner, but now I'm made righteous in Christ. All that bad stuff, anybody had bad stuff from your past? All that bad stuff, we don't go back in there and evaluate or think about that because the Bible says he forgives our sins and remembers them no more. In other words, we are a pardon, and we have to constantly not allow ourselves to go back and be condemned for where we were. Now, the Bible says that we have been redeemed, or we have been set free, and our sins have been forgiven. And we need to think about that. I try to think often, Alex, you are righteous. You are a child of God you are justified you are made pure in Christ now live out of that truth and be happy and rejoice and be glad every person needs to tell their story of what Christ has done in our lives how many were rescued according to Colossians 1:13, you were rescued not everyone I'm sorry for you How many are rescued by Jesus? Not many, okay. It's eight o'clock service, nine o'clock. But we are rescued, we are made righteous, and the Bible says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And it means that we have to constantly give thanks to the Lord for who he is. And I believe that we should understand The providence of God. We don't use that word very often. But the word providence is just God setting up things for us. We don't plan them. We don't organize them. We don't try to make them happen. But they just happen. The providence of God. Where you get up one day and you're going through your day. And God miraculously is working in your life to do something that is beyond your best plan. And I would say this morning that in the providence of God, there are things that you have never thought of. There are things that you have never imagined that God has planned. And His plans are not small. His plans are large. And He wants us to enter in to the joy of our salvation and begin to understand that in everything give thanks. In everything, say it, in everything, give thanks. It's amazing the last verse of our our subject here this morning in Luke 17 that the bible says in the last verse it says and i all i always i misunderstood this until i studied it in verse 19 in the king james version jesus says rise and go your faith has made you whole so i studied that The theologian said this was not about physical healing. This was the fact that the man who came back not only said thanks for the healing, but this man encountered a personal relationship with Christ. He was made whole, body, soul, and spirit, because he came back. Hallelujah. 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 Let's expect immeasurable miracles to happen. Let's expect in the next couple minutes that there will be healings. And there will be deliverance. This morning, I'm believing for deliverance to happen. That whatever you're bound in. I feel this morning in this service, there are some here, you're depressed. You are heavy. You can't see into the future your dream somehow has never happened but you have the dream and it looks futile and the Lord says no rise up lift up your head and look out and have faith that will be able to move mountains hallelujah hallelujah It's time for us, friends, to see breakthroughs. That's the word that comes to me this morning. Not things as normal, but breakthroughs. Hallelujah. I came this morning not to give another sermon. I came not to give another talk. I came to personally encounter Jesus and to see a breakthrough in my life where I see God moving more. I see God doing more things. Where I'm more sensitive, like something that happened to me last week. I had been talking to a man at the gym, you know, my other pulpit is the gym over here. And I met a man there, his name was Rick some months ago. He's been running from God for many years. Been talking to him about Jesus, he's been coming here. But something happened on Friday, November 16th. On that day, I came out of the pool from my lap swimming, and I walked into the men's area there. And when I did, who was standing in front of me but Rick? And he has this startled look on his face. And he says to me, he said, you know, I got up this morning and I decided I want to surrender my life to Jesus. And he said, said, I said a prayer and he said, God, have Alex show up at the gym today. The only problem was when I went out to the pool, I didn't see him. So then he had a second prayer. Have Alex come out of the pool and come right over to me. And I get out of the pool and I'm standing there looking at Rick. And he's got this look like, oh my God, two prayers were answered today. And I looked at him, because he'd been running from God a lot of years. I said, "Rick." Why don't we do it right here? Right next to the showers by the whirlpool. Great place for an altar. I said, Rick, you want to do it right now? I said, yeah. I said, well, let's pray this prayer. Jesus put my faith in you. He bowed his head. I can't tell you the look on his face because it was a look... Thank you, Jesus. And I can tell you the look in my heart was that was better than the thousand meters I just swam. Hallelujah, hallelujah, (laughs) hallelujah. The providence of God. What you did not plan, what you didn't expect. WHAT YOU DIDN'T ANTICIPATE, WHAT YOU COULDN'T FIGURE OUT. ALL OF A SUDDEN, MIRACULOUSLY, GOD SETS IT UP. LET'S NOT MISS ANY MOVE BY GOD, WHETHER IT'S IN A PHARMACY, OR A GYM, OR A GROCERY STORE, OR ON A STREET, OR, a, or SOMEWHERE. We have been rescued from the dominion of darkness. I'm not under the dominion of darkness. That darkness is under my feet. (laughs) And not only that, He has brought us in, Colossians 1, 13 and 14, He's brought us into the kingdom of Jesus, and He has redeemed us, which means He's purchased our freedom, and He has forgiven our sins. I don't know what you did in your past life, but I can tell you, you better celebrate what Christ has done for you. Don't take it for granted. So we're going to stand in just a minute. No one leave. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen at the end of this service, but I know it's going to be big because we have a big God. And he came to this post- Thanksgiving feast. Hallelujah. I feel good this morning. I feel blessed this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No matter how you feel, I want us to stand up, and I want us just to declare the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. HALLELUJAH. COME ON. COME ON UP. HALLELUJAH. COME ON. GET FREE HERE. YOU CAN MOVE YOUR HANDS. If God has given you a promise, I don't know what it is. Maybe your rebellious kid is coming back from Kansas City. I don't know. And don't do this unless this is specific and the Holy Spirit tells you, but you have a promise. Like, I have a promise that I believe that I will be a part of the greatest awakening in the history of the Christian faith. That's a promise I have. And that's a promise we have as a church. So here's what we're going to do. Maybe it's a promise of healing, but you have a promise. And all, as they, the Bible says, Jesus said, go, and they had to go to a place. So if you have a promise, why don't you go to the altar here and just stand here and let the enemy know you haven't forgotten your promise and that your breakthrough is happening in Jesus name so anyone wants to come to stand here healing whatever it is somebody here is called to the ministry to preach to thousands you need to come right now and just just take your stand we don't have to pray for anybody you just come here come all the way up and defy the enemy who says that's not going to happen come all the way up and we're going to hit this song again and let's just in faith now you're at the altar look at me those at the altar look at me right now our prayer is to thank him don't say lord do this no 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 the service is on and everything give thanks you know the promise you probably prayed for a hundred times please offer the prayer of thanks thank God for it let's thank God and you can lift your hands we're Pentecostal here if you feel kind of like getting radical and we're going to sing this song and you can just lift your hands and don't be sad don't be sad we're giving we're we're thanking him and then also faith sees it see it happening see it so uh hit it come on let's just praise the Lord let's praise the Lord let's praise the Lord I yes. like the Lord would say this he would say I have not forgotten you you have felt that you are all alone and that I have forgotten you but the Lord says I have not forgotten you and he says this I want you to write out your vision AND THE PROMISE, AND BEGIN TO DECLARE EVERY DAY THAT THE PROMISE WILL BE FULFILLED. AND ALSO THE LORD SAYS, DO NOT ALLOW DOUBT TO GET IN YOUR HEART, BECAUSE DOUBT SUFFOCATES THE MOVING POWER OF FAITH. AND RIGHT NOW, REPEAT THIS OUT AFTER ME, In IN THE NAME OF JESUS, I BREAK EVERY SPIRIT OF doubt. In the name of Jesus.
1: Jesus,
0: I release faith. faith For the promise that you have given given to me. And I'm not backing up. And I'm not backing down. And I'm not sad. sad Because I haven't seen it yet. But I'm going to thank you. And and I'm going to praise you. And I'm going to say hallelujah. hallelujah. That the promise. Will come to pass. Hallelujah. Now, everybody begin to shout to the Lord. Begin to praise God.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Come on, let's praise God. Come on, let's praise God. Let's praise God. Let's praise God. Let's praise God. Come on, let's praise God. Hallelujah. 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 We never end our meeting without giving people an opportunity to be forgiven of sin, released from the shame and condemnation which the enemy puts on every person, and he takes us down the wrong road and thinks, makes us think we can't get back. Because we're not good and yet we are of utmost value to Christ and that's why he came and God sent Jesus for you and for me and the world and of all of our meetings at the very end we give people an opportunity to say please pray for me I want to be forgiven of my sin The five that were baptized in water this morning have done that and invited Christ into their life. Christ is not into behavior modification. He's interested in changing hearts. And then it's not a code of ethics, it's following Jesus. And he leads us into the truth. Not out of our behavior, but out of our hearts, we're changed. And you may be in this room or watching online, you think, I've blown it. If I told you what I did, and I would say, you have every reason to feel that way, but it's not true because Christ came. And you're one decision away from leaving your guilt, condemnation, and shame. By simply in faith not feeling of saying Christ I I need you so we're gonna count to three that you even at nine o'clock you can put up your hand say pray for me I want I want to be forgiven or maybe you've been running from God you knew the Lord and you just feel so bad this morning let Jesus Wrap his arms around you, son, daughter, and come back to him. We're going to count to three. At the end of that, you just put your hand up say, pray for me, I want to be forgiven. One, two, three, put it up wherever you are. Put it up. Yes, yes, put it up. Put it up. Don't be reticent. Put it up. You're putting it up to Jesus. I'm going to ask all those that lifted your hand to come and if you'll move to the side, those in the front, don't, don't move a second. Stay here for a minute, because some are coming. Just stay for a minute, if you would. Those that are coming, come down the aisle right now and come to Christ. Yes, right here. Thank you, Jesus. Can we sing that song? Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come, come, come. Yes. Come right here, here. Come, come, come right now. Yes. amazing these friends have come uh, to come to Jesus and uh, so in the Christian faith this is about our hearts and so now you're gonna pray this prayer of faith put your faith from yourself to Christ and what he did on the cross and we're gonna have this short prayer and this is for your heart for Christ to come and take your life As you saw this morning, the next step is declaration and water baptism, which is like going public to all the invisible and visible forces in the world to say, I now am dying to my old life, the water, and I'm I'm raised to new life in Christ. So we're going to say this prayer. Pastor Dave is here, our new life pastor. After we pray, he'll step to the side for a minute. So would you all join me in a prayer with them? If you're watching online, pray this prayer. Jesus, Jesus. I put my faith in you you. that you took my sin on the cross. I confess confess and believe believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, and he is alive. alive. I turn from my my sin, I repent of my sin, and I abandoned my, abandon my life to follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. Jesus, come Jesus, come into my heart. Give me your grace, me your grace. the gift of righteousness, and eternal life. Eternal life. If you prayed that prayer, Jesus is in your heart. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh.